For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And again, Jim Gerhardt along with Bob Williams. And uh, we will get down here and uh, try to peep through the keyhole of the culture into... <laughs> This this wildness going on. Maybe we'll peep through the keyhole and see some uh, uh, see some reason. Oh oh, the lottery. Yes, I just looked over there and you're counting money I'm counting because you're singles. taking money up for for a big uh, pool, station wide pool, Jim. We're we're gonna win this time. Uh, as the, as we begin taping, the lottery is at a one point six billion dollar jackpot. And, uh, well, actually, there's two, the Powerball and the Mega. I believe the Mega is uh, the $1.6 million, and the Powerball is uh, $600 million. And it's going to go off over the next couple of days, and hopefully the station people are going to win. But i got, like, 38 people. people, people mad over this, people. apparently. Uh, it's going to be $2 billion. Yeah, or combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't know how you talk about it. It used to be back in the old days when this, this business first started. They'd say, uh, oh, boy, the the, uh, the jackpot, if you should win it, what, it's $100,000. What would you, and you, you get on there and you ask people, what would you do if you win? <laughs> and, of course, everybody says, I'd give some to the church. I'd yeah. give I'd give money to the Lord. And of course, if you win, you say, yeah, you know, come to think of it, the Lord's got a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> or or just, the family. Never mind, just kidding. <laughs> you know, there was a story, and I haven't seen anything about it recently, but uh, the uh, Australian lottery which apparently is pretty big, too. They had a, uh, it was as if there were a curse on it. Tragedy just dogged winners Hmm. of it. Uh, And so many of the people who won these big things didn't last long enough to enjoy it. Hmm. But uh, I don't know, it'd be kind of nice to have. Yeah, I mean, uh, even bucks. even if we have to share it with forty people or fifty people, <laughs> I mean, you still well, can get kind of comfortable with a couple million bucks. To uh, jump to the news here, I got something of a shock uh, watching something on the tube, and this commercial came on, and it is for the Republican candidate for the United States Senate here in New Jersey. Yeah, in New Jersey, and it was. Talking about Senator Menendez and these allegations from years ago that he had uh, what cavorted about in the Dominican Republic with a couple of young ladies, underage, underage uh, prostitutes, right? Yeah, you know, sixteen years old. Yeah. Now we had talked about that here. I m- mentioned this story. Uh, the story it came out. It was a big sort of an explosion, and then it sort of fizzled because I guess two reasons. One is that he's a Democrat, so the media is not going to play up that too much. Mm -hmm. But the other one is that there was no proof of it because after uh, the senator and his friend, the the, The uh, doctor, the the doctor, Mailman, I I believe his name was, uh, after they had had their lawyers (laughs) find these young ladies who had said that they had uh, had uh, what biblical knowledge of the senator right. or vice versa <laughs> they they they, uh, they came back the lawyer said well the, the girls took it back they said no they they just made that up and so as we've said these were either 
girls who are telling the truth that nothing happened, or they are the two richest girls in the Dominican Republic. Mm, yeah. But anyway, after that, this whole story just kind of died out. And I know some of the media had mentioned that the allegations were only from, I believe it was a, a, a columnist or a, a talk show host or something in Miami. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the curtain came down on the story. All of a sudden, here's this spot. And it you you've seen it, of yes. course. And it has... FBI file. Well, nothing like that was ever mentioned at the time. I don't know where that came from or what's going on here. But they say this is in an FBI file. And I thought when I saw that, well, these people are going to get in trouble because that story didn't have legs, apparently. Yeah. But then there had to be something or they wouldn't have done that. But now I understand that. Uh, so they're saying that implying that there is an FBI file confirming the fact, this is at least the insinuation, that he did have this affair with the underage young girls. Um, That's pretty strong stuff. And if he had been a Republican... (laughs) <laughs> oh, he would God have been excoriated. Yeah. yeah, they'd be tearing down the state. Yeah. But um, but he's on the ropes, Jim. He's, he's uh, politically, it's very, very close. It's very close in the poll. But then when you get to the nitty gritty, the election day, the knee jerks set in. The knee jerk reaction sets in. Right. I, uh, it would be hard to predict. I hope he gets, I hope he loses. I would love to see it. He's, yeah. he's basically betrayed the public trust. Well, what he's been doing is since he started. No matter you, he, well, what side of the uh, public, uh, Republican yeah. or Democrat you are, mm-hmm. he has betrayed the public trust. Well, that's, uh, again, that does not seem to stop people. It's amazing, isn't it? The people, uh, uh, things that people get away with, yeah. uh, politicians. Well, again, as we've said, it's easy for them to do because they make the laws <laughs> regarding mm. it. So they always leave a hole for them to, to, to uh, get through. Right. Okay. Um, Speaking of the senators, uh, I, I, I really have no knowledge of this, but I have heard through the grapevine that there are some mm, insinuations yeah. that uh, Spartacus. Some uh, sexual allegations, uh, apparently. We, you know, but it's uh, that's against uh, the senator other, uh, other senator. But, I mean, there's nothing out there. There's no proof of it. Right. And, again, this could be something that somebody just started. Now, he's not running for re-election Right. Of this time, anyway, this is Senator Spartacus, mm-hmm. uh, Senator Booker. <laughs> so uh, I'm there, there's not much there. Yeah. Uh, have you ever? Uh, we've we've mentioned this before. The uh, this is a stuffocracy. This country that a person yes. is judged by the uh, what they have accumulated. The amount of stuff you got. Your, your worth uh, is determined, and your esteem or lack of it by your accumulation of stuff. You had mentioned to me one time, and I didn't know this, that George Carlin had done a piece on that. Yeah, oh, we got we got to dig that up one of these well, I, weeks. Well, I looked it up. YouTube has it. Okay. But you know what? 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 And he's right on. But what struck me is that George Carlin is remembered as a comedian. He no doubt says that he's a comedian. But actually, he was one of the keenest social critics oh, of, yes. of, his, of his generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just brilliant, really. 60s, 60s and 70s, he was right yeah. on with some you, of the stuff he said. And you could take the, and he threw in the jokes and the bad words. Why Why he had to use the the, the, the profanity, I have no idea, but, because he didn't have to. The man, the man was just it great. It was brilliant, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, speaking of that, have you ever heard the word potlatch? Can't say I have. Okay. Now, this is the exact opposite of this uh, stuff. Okay. Stuffocracy. <laughs> and this was practiced, and this is interesting, this was practiced by the Pacific Northwest Indians, the uh, Tlingits, Athabascans, mm-hmm. and the like, back uh, in the day. And what it was that the head of the different tribes or groups would spend all year making stuff. And they had their people, they'd make stuff, notably uh, items of clothing, totem poles, yeah. uh, boats, mm-hmm. uh, fishing equipment, and the like. And then once a year, everybody get together, all the clans would gather, all the tribes would gather, and the chief would start giving it away. And everybody would give away everything they had, and the person who gave away the most stuff gained great honor, and he became the, uh, what, uh, capo de capos, or the, uh, he, he became the most honored person mm. in, in the area. But I thought that was kind of interesting because yeah. it's the exact opposite, that your worth was determined by what you gave away. Hmm. Not by what you had stuffed away in your garage and the two tool sheds, the storage locker. Now I'm talking about me now. <laughs> I would have to confess. So you still, so you you uh, you are, I guess, would you consider yourself a collector, a hoarder? What uh, category of no, stuffologist are you? I I simply played the game. Okay. Because you know, for most of your life, well, this is what you're supposed to do. It doesn't dawn on you till later. Yeah. This is ridiculous. You really can't take it with you. No, well, the thing is, uh, one of the basic tenets of uh, uh, Buddhism is that the reason that there is unhappiness, well, from tragedy to, you know, uh, ingrown toenail, I guess, or simple things, is attachment, your attachment to things. And no one can have happiness as long as you are attached Mm. until you can break this attachment or you're attached to aversion. Mm. Notice you go around scared of something all the time, but but it, it it's interesting because it's such a, such a complete opposite thing. That right off the bat, the four noble truths that uh, Buddha had. One is that life sucks. I guess you could put it, uh, or as they said in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Mm-hmm. Why there is unhappiness? Why there is discontent? Uh, why there is not just pleasure and joy in life? And the second, the, the second of the four was it's because of attachment. You're attached to things. Then he goes on about how you can break it and you get out of the Eightfold Path and, and Buddhism in general. But the, the attachment, and, and we are hysterically attached to things. We're all hoarders in a way. Yeah. See, uh, uh, they, they, they have these stories about these elderly ladies who have uh, what saved every newspaper that came out you know, since the uh, uh, with the depression, you, you've, have you seen those shows? Yes, uh, uh, hoarders, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and everything is piled up in all the place. Mm-hmm. People, people hoard cats. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so some of these places are pretty pretty gamey when they go in there. Uh, but I, in a sense, I have not gone that far. But I have, and most of us, in a sense, are hoarders. Mm-hmm. But we do more what valuable things. Right. I got five cars. Right, that's value. That's got value. What, well, what's the point? <laughs> you want to see me driving them all at once? I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, you get these things, and we become so attached to it. Yeah. 
Obviously, when I had, I accumulated five cars. When I had a family, there were kids there, and everybody had cars. I had a couple, and, you know, the sons may have two. And, uh, but once everybody's gone and on their own, yeah. the cars sit there, and you can't bring yourself to, to get rid of it because they're attached. I don't know if I told you. Um, I'm in recovery as far as stuffology myself. I uh, uh, this past year I got rid of all of my record albums from my uh, DJ days. Huh. I still DJ, still do weddings and things, but I haven't used an album in about twenty years. So my wife encouraged me. She said, "You know those records you got in the garage?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, well, I'll make a deal with you. If you get rid of them, I'll stop bothering you about <laughs> getting rid of them. So uh, I packed them all up, got mm. rid of them, uh, over a thousand albums, and mm. I cleared my head of it. It's uh, it was like uh, yeah. like an emancipation well, it, day. It is said that you should get Freedom. rid of anything that you have not used in the last six months. Yeah, that makes a lot of and sense. And also another saying that that I like, and obviously I didn't follow that, is that. You do not own anything that you can't give away. It owns you. That's There's a point. lot of tr- lot of truth to that. Good point, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think about it, and uh, you go around. So I even fill bags full of stuff <laughs> and say, I'm going <laughs> to give this to Goodwill. Yeah. Bags are still sitting in the garage, you know. Can't do it. Uh, we will uh, continue here a conversation on this. Oh, Oral Series starts today. Today? This is Tuesday when we're talking. We'll talk about I, that. You know, because I haven't the faintest idea who's playing. I haven't seen a baseball game for yeah. Okay, more to come. First, first, an important word here. Hi, I'm Jim Gerhardt. I'd like to uh, tell you another story about Robert Dukansky at REMAX First Advantage. An investor in Port Reading found out the power of Rob Dukansky's marketing and why having a huge database of buyers is so important. Now, the buyer purchased and renovated a home, but it was sitting directly across from the turnpike, and that meant trouble. But no problem for Rob Dukansky. Rob and his team came in. They designed a specific marketing plan, matched the buyers to it. After 13 showings in two weeks, a bidding war took place, and it got him over the asking price. Now, that is the power of Rob Dukansky. Rob guarantees to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agree to, or he'll buy it. No risk because he'll let you out of the contract anytime. So what do you do if your real estate agent can't sell your home? Why, well, you call the official real estate agent of 101.5, and the only agent I would think of calling if I needed to sell my home, that's Rob Dukansky, 855-350-1015, 855-350-1015, or go online to robsellsnj.com and start your packing. Okay, before Bob explains baseball to me, I, I want a little postscript on the Stuff Society. Seriously, there is a very, uh, um, what a, a very negative side to a culture that depends on accumulation to establish a person's worth, because it is inevitable that some are going to have and some are not going to. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of resentment. So you, you, you were divided into the haves and the have-nots. I think that has a lot to do with what's going on in this country now. They're being sort of torn apart. Uh, and so there is a very growing resentment from the have-nots against the haves. It is inevitable. And since the, the haves, we're experiencing kind of an affluenza epidemic right now. And at some point, I think the lid blows. Uh, I, when, this is when the mob comes after your stuff. <laughs> okay, now, 
World Series. Yeah. I had to stop and think what that is. I haven't watched a baseball game. For, I think the last time the Phillies were in the World Series, which is that was probably about eight, eight years ago. Well, or I don't know, it was a long like time that. ago. Yeah. And I, I watched part of a game and got bored. Mm. And so, so, so who, what's so going on? You tell me. Uh, it's the Dodgers against the Red Sox up at mm-hmm. Fenway Park. Uh, it starts this week, tonight, and tomorrow night, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, it looks like it's the two best teams. Boston had the best record in baseball this year, 108 wins. Do you watch it? Uh, I watched uh, on and off. I watched the mm-hmm. game seven uh, between the Brewers and the Dodgers the mm-hmm. other night. It's, it's very, very I, good. I lost when, uh, you know, with all respect to Kurt Flood, the guy who started the free agency, yeah. you remember, in, mm-hmm. in baseball. And the same thing with football. My interest just spiraled down. Hmm. Once I had no idea who was inside the uniform, yeah, hmm. because everybody's gone every year, right? Because everybody now, changes uh, uniforms when, every couple of years. When we became fans, the uh, the players were all part of the community, and in this business, you get to know a lot of the players. At one time, I worked a couple of years in Pittsburgh, and my best friends were Steelers, mm-hmm. uh, as it turned out, right. uh, because uh, a a, uh, a a a cornerback, uh, Willie Daniel had moved in next door to us, he and his family. So we got to know everybody. Nice. And I get to go down, you know, the practice field and play around. Of course, I was young enough to do that. Was that when they played at Forbes Field? They played at Forbes Field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it it goes back. So I knew the players. Uh, But even short of that, even when you didn't, you knew if somebody said St. Louis Cardinals, Without being an ardent fan of theirs, you knew who played for them. I mean, yeah. I could still name the, uh, what, 1964 Chicago Cubs, probably, mm-hmm. when uh, you had Ernie Banks and uh, Billy Williams and yeah. <laughs> Ron Santos. Days. You know, I could go yeah. on down. And and the Mets, the uh, 69, 69 Mets. Mets, right, yep. yeah. But now I have no idea who's going to play. And yeah, I guess they, people have adjusted to that, and they don't seem to mind yeah, it. Yeah, they don't, because uh, they, they've gotten used to the transient nature of the of the sport mm-hmm. they 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 change uh, the players change teams every couple three years when yeah. their contracts yeah up. and and the the money that <laughs> the obscene money i i don't know why it dawned on me i was i was trying to watch the eagles game sunday which was uh <laughs> just a, a disaster for for <laughs> the, for local fans but I and I don't know why I thought of this but the commissioner of the national football league makes what how many millions of dollars a year? I mean, it, it's way up there in double or triple figures or something of millions. 125? Something, something like that. Really? That, that, For huh? what? Hmm. Uh, and and then, then you wonder, why are the poor disgruntled? Right. And uh, why are the natives restless tonight? Yeah, pretty out much. There? Hey, speaking of that, you've uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, this invasion, really, coming up from the south? Central America. That, now, it's, it, 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 they, they call it a migration, but it has to be when people are going to forcibly come into your country. That, that's an invasion, anyway. Anyway, yes, you go it about is. it, and you got to wonder where did it start? Well, obviously, mm-hmm. it started in the Honduras area, Guatemala, mm-hmm. but how did it start? And how did everybody say, "Hey, we're going to march two, well, three thousand miles north well, to uh, the United States"? Very clearly organized, right? That's, I mean, who the organizer is, I don't know, but somebody obviously who who doesn't like us very much. Right? Somebody's. But you know, be the sad damn thing is that these people, many of these people, have every cause to get out of there to get out of Dodge. These are terrible right. countries. Mm-hmm. It goes on run by, uh, I mean, it, it's worse than this country for yes. run by the mafia. I mean, this is run by just murderous 
right. barbarians. Right, but you've never <laughs> seen like 7,000 people yeah. marching this but, far to get somewhere. And it's such a shame that you could not tell who are the good guys and who are coming in to cause trouble. Right. If you could, it would make the situation a lot easier. You could mm -hmm. be a lot more sympathetic. But as yeah. you look at pictures of these, and you don't know, the, the young women with children, with babies and everything, this is fun, but who knows? I mean, are they put up as the front for somebody? Right. You know, I I don't know how you handle that. It's uh, yeah. What's going to happen when they when whoever's left in that that group is going to reach the United States border? Yeah. What's going to happen? I well, think the media wants a full blown uh, fight between our military and and the the immigrants well, coming. Well, in. sure, because the media uh, the media is not there in this country to inform you. They're there to make money. And you make money by causing uh, chaos, right. I guess, is what they're doing. But you, 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 you want things that will stir the public up. They're going to watch your channel and everybody trying to outdo the other one more and more sensationalizing these things, just like it's happening. I don't think anything would plays the media more than seeing the, uh, our military have to use force on these um, immigrants to keep them out. I well, think that's what yeah, they yeah. want. That's a terrible thing. Uh, it's terrible. The media, it unfortunately, right. and it's, it's, the media is in the same position the Democratic Party is. The, the radical tail is wagging the media dog, and, and people in media are afraid <clears throat> not to go along mm -hmm. with this. And now you become a news star. You're not a reporter. You're not a journalist like in the, in the good old days. I worked with, uh, well, I beat this to death, but of course I did. I worked at CBS News, or with CBS News, back in the day of the Cronkites and Mike Wallace's and Harry Reasoners and the like. I never heard any of those people give a political opinion. Yeah. They would give political facts. Now, I don't mean just on the air. I mean even off the air. Yeah. There's something you didn't talk about. Uh, you never knew now, what their political persuasions were. You had on no air. idea what their political persuasion was. Mm -hmm. Every now and again, somebody would slip. Yeah. I mean, David Brinkley would slip one in every now and again <laughs> and not conservatives. Yeah. But, uh, so uh, the goal, apparently one of the goals of this radical left, who's pretty much running the country or running the party right now, is open borders. That's Soros's thing. Now, see, Soros, the, uh, what, the, the super rich person who pulls strings and funds radical organizations, yeah. as far as I can tell, he just does it for the sheer fun of it. Because he can. Because he can. One of the things that he has done and he brags about and laughs about, I saw an interview. He doesn't do many, but I saw an interview one time. It was kind of shocking. He was very proud of uh, the narrow, the person doing the show. He said, well, it, it, couldn't you people consider you to be an evil person? He said, yeah, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and, and he was straight about it, straightforward about it. But he, he, one of the things he liked to do is destabilize governments, which he's done. I think mm. he did what screwed up the Portuguese economy, Ireland. Yeah. Uh, now he's in the Balkan countries, or Hungary, I guess he's trying to do it, just for sheer, the sheer fun. Uh, and, and one of the things that he pushes is his open borders, that they, everybody can move around you know, any way they want, mm. which, of course, is total chaos. Now, this radical left in this country goes along with it because they've got this notion that they're going to be in power <laughs> yeah. when this happens. Well, you know, good luck to them. Mm. What it now, again, uh, oh, 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 the, uh, the regulation. I'd mentioned this. There's a story we had on uh, NJ1015.com 
Now, this is a bill in the New Jersey legislature uh, introduced by Assemblywoman Gabriela Mosquera, Annette Chapato, Annette Quijana, and Senator Nielsen Cruz Perez. And this would replace any reference, remove any mention of the word alien or illegal alien in government. Uh, and it has to be replaced with undocumented foreign national. <laughs> and so this has to be. Now, I wonder. Now, <laughs> one of the side benefits of that, they could probably. It, uh, let me back up a little bit. At one time, when the uh, feminist movement was, was getting big, the National Organization of Women was very active and prominent in New Jersey. They came up with a scheme to take the word man or men out of all legislation. Right. Future, present, and past. And so they set up a department, and it was funded quite well with, with, uh, by people whose job was to go through all of this, strike out any mention in any law, legislation, or any government document that said uh, strike out the word man or men huh. and replace it with man or woman or something neutral. So... Uh, this is not unprecedented. So I guess the added benefit to these ladies who are proposing this is they can probably get some of their relatives on the payroll and put them in this. That's going to have to strike out any word illegal alien. Now, here's the statement. The United States, they say, is a nation of immigrants. And as such, our laws should discontinue the use of terms that ostracize those in our society who may have been born elsewhere. That's not the point. It's the illegal part of it. Yeah. See, they, they completely wiped that out. Uh, removing the term alien and illegal alien from the state's laws shows respect. What about the respect? How do you what get around the, the fact? It's, it's not, nobody has any problem with people coming into the country legally. Where's the respect for the people that are trying to migrate to this country legally? Legally, there, there is none. You see, that's the problem. So, again, this thing is all about votes. And you can see that these ladies, if you notice the name, they probably have a very healthy constituency of people of similar cultural what, heritage. And so this makes them stand out, and they've struck a blow for, you know, good old what's this. But um, the, 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 uh, the goal is to just have no borders. Anybody goes anywhere they want. I mean, this is going to be utter chaos. So uh, what's going to happen with this? Now, just to get back to the point uh, that you brought up, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, what's going on right now? I do not know. The Mexican government, the last I heard, was trying to stop it. Yeah. What would you do? You're you're the president. You're trying to keep them out. How would you keep them out? What would you do? Well, you, the only way to do it is send the troops in mm -hmm. to guard your border. Do you now? Uh, now that 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 would be. An, well, this is what he said he would do. This is what he campaigned on. That's one reason he got elected. He was going to stop this mass immigration illegal. So, Immigration. So if they have seven thousand, so we have to do it. So if if maybe five, four to five thousand eventually make it to the U.S. border, and they cross at different spots, mm -hmm. do you corral them? Do you round them How are you up? You're going to find you... them. You don't know who they are. Hmm. Uh, I mean that that goes on now. 
Yeah. I mean, how many, what, we got estimated 20 million illegal aliens in the country now? You just pick I mean, How many can you name? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you just pick them out of the river if they're but, but trying to the get across? The sad thing is if you have contact with some of these people, they're very nice people, the ones that I've had contact with, and you say, my God, you know, I would prefer this person to be my neighbor than probably my neighbor right. <laughs> or somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and they work like the you know, mad. Yeah. That, that's one of the problems in California they've had uh, with the uh, 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 public assistance because these people, and this is what they were used to back home, uh, they, they work themselves into an early grave almost or into disability very, very young, and then they end up, you know, costing the state a lot of money to take yeah. care of it because of their, their industry, their work ethic. So it's a, it's a terrible problem. Who... who I don't think anybody could predict how this is going to, you know, yeah. not not just that, but this whole thing that's going on is, and, and we have an election coming up. Now, this is going to also, whatever happens, it's going to have an effect on this election coming up. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just, you know, I, I, uh, I just mentioning that, the election, that's in uh, November the... November 6th. Would be, yeah, but it was two, three weeks from now. I think it's... I think uh, three weeks, because... No, no. no. It's, Jim, it's, it's two weeks it's from, from today. Two weeks. Two weeks from, from today. When we're ta- when from we're taping, Tuesday, yeah. when we're taping this. Uh, I don't mean to sound like that I am promoting or a shill for the Republican Party, but it's the only opposition. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not... Electing Republicans, if it doesn't get you anywhere, make any progress, at least... It 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 keeps the stability at the present. It stems the tide. Stems the were. tide, yeah. because the problem is the Democratic Party, which is an honorable organization, has been up to now, has been hijacked by this bunch of radicals and this mob of, and they they are backed by this howling, often very violent mob of whatever discontented, frustrated, angry, uh, adult-pated, you know, uh, crap-headed, you know, whatever you want to call them. And so the radical tail is wagging the Democratic dog. Now, here, think about this. If the Democrats, Democratic Party takes over the Congress in two weeks, or I guess it would be in, in January, if they take it over, the goal is going to be, and you can't deny this, you can see this, this would certainly would end, it would be the end of America as we have known it. And maybe the end of it as a great country altogether, because it would be open season on the Constitution. We know they want to change that. Uh, the uh, First and Second Amendments would be, would be dead. The Treasury would be absolutely looted to buy <laughs> votes and to support this growing army of entitlees by doing that. Uh, there would be, as we, I know these are things that we've seen happen, the extermination of American history and heroes or, mm. or, or, or out in education or right. in fact, the, white, in, the in whitewashing artifact. of history. Yes. Yeah. Whitewashing history, uh, criminalization of opinion. Uh, and this is getting close to that. It's not criminal yet, but you can be unmercifully harassed. By having an opinion that's counter yeah, to how, theirs. How disgusting. The last week, I mean, both Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi 
were accosted by protesters mm-hmm. when they're out with their family or having dinner or what have you. Both. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what party. It's well, like, and they're being encouraged by leaders to do that. It's, it's, there are a lot of unstable people it's out disgusting. there. disgusting, yeah. And they're trying to stir them up. What was it Mrs. Clinton had said that, uh, you know, they keep them stirred up until after the election? Right. It, 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 it's fair. We it's we open season. We can't be civil until we're back in power. Yeah. And uh, you would have these radical mobs running wild. I think, because they would have political cover and with all of their causes, whatever they are, and intimidating anybody who uh, opposes their their agendas. Mm-hmm. We're getting so close. I've mentioned this before, but it just becomes so clear. Old good old Pope uh, Innocent III, when he sent the uh, papal army in to do away with the Albigensian heresy, which is a group called the Cathars who were a breakaway group uh, from the Catholic Church. They're pretty much the same as you would say Pentecostals now. And they were in uh, southern France by and large. And so they were going to wipe them out. Now, just to make a, a shorter story of it, the head of the army who went in to, to who was ordered to kill the infidels, yeah. he said, well, look, we've got thousands of people living in these communities. How do we know who's an infidel and who's not? Well, the word came down from the person in charge of this, from uh, from the Vatican, it said, well, kill everybody, let God sort it out. <laughs> and so we're getting so damn close yeah. to that. So I guess extermination is the, is the end game. Yeah. So what do you do? I don't have any idea. Bob, you got any nope. ideas there? <laughs> Be interesting to see how these things play well, out. Well, you kind of try to sit back and enjoy the show. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks for listening to the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Still cooking, and it's bigger than ever. From NJ1015.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.